Hello, my name is uh, Pratik Mukhopadhyay. I'm an entrepreneur and an author. I'll be hosting the Reimagine Sales Systems podcast where I'll be bringing some of the industry thought leaders who will be sharing their go-to-market strategies for their business systems. Today I have the pleasure of uh, talking with Venkat Ranga. He's the head of business systems at Ariaka Networks, the cloud-first WAN company. We'll hear a little bit about the company and also his journey today. Uh, so with that, uh, Venkat, uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our speakers and talk a little bit about your company. Hey, thanks, uh, Pratik. Um, it's, it's my pleasure to join you today and then I share my journey and my wealth of knowledge with your audience. Um, you know, this, this is a learning experience and I'm sure as our discussion, we, you know, each of us learned you know, a lot more about us and then, you know, our interests and then, you know, our experiences. So, and again, you know, audience, uh, please feel free to reach both of us and then, you know, send us any comments you may have. Uh, certainly, Pratik will give you the uh, pointers on how to reach to us. Um, just a quick uh, intro about myself. I am Venkat Rangal, little over two decades of experience in the Valley, working for a Fortune 500 companies. Um, it's an interestingly, if anyone, anyone asks me, I know my journey is not started like every other is mm-hmm. pretty much in the back office, you know, the, the world of DBA, you probably know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, that's where it started. And I was always curious about the data and then, you know, it could be a sales data or a marketing data or a finance data. And then, you know, how this is all generated. So I kind of got to a DBA and then get into the more of an integration and business analytics space, spent a decade also to build the enterprise data warehouses for, uh, you know, several big companies in the Valley. Um, That's kind of given me open up to the whole world of analytics. Um, And then of course, my curiosity never stops there. And then I just moved into an organization where it gave me an opportunity to work directly with the business executives to deliver, business solutions which really move the needle it might be a finance or it might be a sales or it might be a renewals or a marketing or a service you know i got a chance to work at my you know engagement of eight years at vmware spending from finance leadership teams to renewals and a service as well as a little bit of marketing and then whatnot so in that process, what really made uh, me aware of two things, knowing the business processes. In finance, you talk about order to cash right. or procure to pay processes. Right. And then when it comes to sales, you talk about a quite a bit of uh, order to cash processes and then you know yeah. the lead gen to the marketing and service side, the issue to resolution. So it's just, they are a set of processes, but they are intermingled. The person mm-hmm. who kind of got a knowledge of all of these is really, and you know, make you um, an, a, a knowledgeable representative for a business and, and be in a business to solve the business problems. Uh, there is a one thing I have to say, as I'm getting uh, you know, very knowledgeable in these business processes, the industry also evolved. You know, look back in a decade ago or two decades ago, there was no SaaS. It's all the infrastructure, it's all in everything, every application we talked about is in-house. So we were spending a 50 to 60% of our time to building the application even mm-hmm. before even creating the functionality of the uh, what business needs. There's so much resources have you know, sucked from the IT teams is, is pretty much into building those infrastructure. That has changed in the SaaS world. You know, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate because when I get into the SaaS world, I don't need to think about the infrastructure. It opened up another 50% of my time 
to be closer to the business and then understand the business and then deliver the solution to business. So I'm all of a sudden the SaaS has given me two X of time to solve the business problem. So that's kind of a way I see it. I know mm-hmm. I love what I do at Ariaka. You know, I run a business technology for Ariaka. And then again, it's 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 a company which I, I decided to join is if we were to talk about a little bit of Ariaka is yes. is a company of a SD van, which everybody knows about it. it but these right. guys, the founders of this company started a decade ago. So they are the pioneers to be a, in a way. But it's, this term is only caught up in the last three, four years, but they were the pioneers of this particular technology and then you know how do we build it. And especially the Ariaka, the, the way I see it is they are really fall between the traditional telcos, which provides the network. Yes. And, uh, and uh, a, uh, the, the net technology, the infrastructure, which provided by the other network companies, you, know, they, you need a both of them to create a connectivity. Right. Remember what happens when you have those two, it takes a quite a lot of time to put those pieces together to go and then create, you know, enable the connectivity, whichever, you know, whatever your company is planning to do connect between US to India, or US to, you know, any part of the world, it takes a time. That is where the Ariaka is placed in between. Mm-hmm. When you come into the Ariaka platform, you neither deal with the telcos, nor deal with your infrastructure providers, you get the connection right at the, the moment you come on the platform because we built that framework and it is easy on the go kind of a, a network. It's as simple as the getting a cell phone plan, to be honest. So they are the pioneers, they have built these systems um, and they were coming along. What changed, it, I would say around 24 to 36 months ago that the whole new leadership team came along and then seen mm-hmm. the potential of what this can do to make it to the market. And they certainly has expanded the overall portfolio of services which comes out it. And that's where my value came in. Now a company is poised to grow and then they are transforming themselves to uh, sell to the customers. But if we don't have an underlying business infrastructure, then you would not be able to do so. So that's where I came in and then my team came along with it. And now mm-hmm. we have been a little over a year. We literally transformed the, you know, the infrastructure of the business infrastructure and application infrastructure from a, a, a backward looking into a, a real future looking where we implemented a whole order to cash process mm-hmm. uh, or many other things. And uh, you know, I'm happy to chat about it. Uh, it's really gave an edge for us to move and sell. Hope I kind of gives you what yes. I know myself and then what the company is about. Of course, we are companies not stopping. We are moving into the world of SASE, which is the new uh, you know, area where companies are moving towards. And, and we have a product that are even being offered through this platform. Right, right. No, Venkat, that, that was really uh, elaborate and really appreciate the detail. Uh, thanks for sharing your journey to the enterprise world. Mm-hmm starting from the back office and the DBA to the VMware and now to Ariaka, where you have a leadership role. Uh, now, maybe uh, a lot of our listeners are focused on enterprise sales systems, uh, which mm-hmm. probably is a subset of the order to cash process you mentioned. So uh, if you want to double click, like 
can you talk a little bit about your company's go to market strategy in terms of direct versus channel and how does that reflect in your business systems um so that's that's a really good question the go to market strategy for the ariaka is all of the above i mean we have a direct customers we have a partners we have a resellers we have a distis we have a um mm-hmm. and we have even have the tight relationships with something like alibaba and where we have a, a signed partnerships again in terms of the selling this sd and services into the into the china so yeah you know and we that's not the only one we we do have a you know prominent and uh, you know so prominent companies in the valley who are placed in the distri roles we have the relationships with them uh, we are a a company open to do the business with all of these partners mm-hmm. our systems are designed i mean i would say they were not there in, in a year ago but now the efforts we have put in the overall uh, you know supporting our business right. especially the partners we have we have started to build our partner portals to engage the content which is needed for a partners to sell that's the big pieces which is we have already established we have established within internally to regardless of the partner comes along or the customer comes along and then how do we code them what are the prerequisites are the agreements which are already in place which could enforce the discounting rules in of the new coding process those are all being integrated and then build it into the system so it's very easy for a coding process again this whole coding thing is only the year old and then i would say this is a second quarter we are fully onboarded the initiative we took it only starting last of uh, october time frame we kicked off and we were able to really work through um, within i would say the 9 months we have implemented the whole order to cash process including the cpq at that speed to what is what that is what is needed aria kind and we were able to do it and and then i'm happy to say that we are everything goes through today is through the cpq or the you know the process which we have built mm-hmm. it doesn't matter it's a partner code it doesn't matter it's an, a direct customer code everything goes through that and we have all the bells and whistles have been configured to reflect the pricing and the orders and the forms to to the what customer is expecting or what partner is expecting so um the journey has started and we are we are way into the Uh, the maturity of that and now we are looking at a much more tighter partnership with the partners cuz now the how can the partners come and then um, purchase the products directly you know what can we do uh, how do we enable them uh, is the discussions we are in um, and and it not to mention our products if i look at when we started in a year and a half ago and then today our product portfolio has changed and it is continue to change so mm-hmm. the go to marketing strategy about engaging the partners engaging the customers and then engaging the um, you know the strategic alliances and then all happening while happening we are also innovating the products and they are all coming together through this business systems platform so this is a, we are we are in the crisp of uh, you know right in the in 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 the company where company is evolving and our products are evolving and our you know, business systems team is right there and at the center of it to make that reality come to very interesting no i i i'm really glad to hear the progress 
Uh, I know personally, uh, we had some conversations uh, in October, but uh, now that you sort of have completed uh, at least majority of your journey, um, I think implementations uh, tend to go wrong and they may not have a good outcome like you have. So for folks who are facing challenges, uh, what can you recommendations in terms of best practices? How should they approach a tra last transformation like you took? What were some of the lessons learned? It'll be very uh, interesting to um, learn from you, Venkat. Yeah. There is, there, you know, what people tend to see is you know, success, but there is so many failures to get there and there's so many learnings to get there. Um, but over the years, what I have learned is if you want to achieve something, you need to make sure all your partners are in agreement. Uh, fortunately, when I got into the Ariyaka, even while going through the interview process in Ariyaka, there are a few things I have picked up. They had mm -hmm. a vision. They have a clear direction of what they mm -hmm. wanted to do, where they want to take the company. And you know, all the leadership team is behind, you know, on a one key goal, and then they are rallying together. And in the midst of that, in giving me opportunity to, uh, you know, to do this CPQ. And, and it was very interesting when I when I was in the day one and the meeting, um, there was an all hands happening and then CEO was there. And first question came in is, and I just introduced myself and they said, when are we doing the CPQ project? And I was like, Okay, is it, right. that's, and it's not coming from a, a leadership team. It is coming right. from even a, a, just a, a, a salesperson. So it feels that everybody is ready in the mm -hmm. organization. You know, then when, we, when everybody is ready, it's, it's so easy for us to take, take it to the right. end because of everybody aligned. Um, so that gave me a, an edge. And that's the one thing is the commitment from the sales sales leadership and then finance and then you know on renewals and then whatnot even execs. The second thing we had to do is to agree on what we wanted to do. I know we wanted to do uh, you know this whole transformation, right. but what is the transformation mean to you? What we should do? Um, and and in the journey we have made few things. Typically, everybody talks about the people, process, technology, and certainly we have gone through, you know, looked at who are the technology implementers who can, which technology is going to be useful for us, and then we have gone through, selected the technology uh, which works for us, as well as the people, are, you know, who would be coming in and helping into that. And the processes is in a very important piece we have looked at, you know, how do we want to mature what the current process is in order to cash in and how do we want to mature on that. Right. So that was another biggest decisions we have to make. And the last and an important thing we have to do is normally don't talk about it's less likely happens is the right. policies. Yeah. yeah. Because of the, if we do not agree on the policies and all of a sudden everything can be, uh, you know, thrown out the door. So we had to get back into the core and say, what is our policy? The policy of how do we want to do things? And uh, even in terms of the pricing of books, uh, price books, or even in terms of the SKUs, what kind of SKUs we wanted to do, how we want to sell these SKUs, what do we do want, what do we should, what should we do with the legacy SKUs? You know, there's right, always right. this group proliferation. So we had to spend a good chunk of time to figure it out where we were to where we want. In the new reality, are there any problems? And then we even discussed and what could potentially the problems and then that might not be a technical solution. It should, it might be a, a person handling manually uh, you know, to hop onto the new world. 
So we have to go through that discussion sir, quite a lot. And the last and an important thing is, of course, during the execution, the way we have executed the project, right. we have we have taken a step by step. We wanted to address the first is the uh, new logos. You know, all the new contracts needs to come on, and and we were able to get through that in a pretty fast. And then we were able to demonstrate to the business, you know, very quickly on a sprint process development to show what's coming in and taking the input. And then we were able to, you know, from October, we started by February, we were able to do that. And as we get into that, then we started talking about the two, the biggest pieces of the puzzle is the amendments and renewals. Yes, yes. We took up that. Uh, there was an extensive number of discussions around the, how do we do renewals with the legacy contracts and how do we do with them? Those are a lot of things went in, the lot of landings from there. And we were able to execute that by May. So it's kind of given as an edge. Um, so I would say that's only the half a battle. Implementing a new solution is a half a battle. The rest of the battle is taking to how the legacy business models would fit into the new business model. If we have not really aligned, then right. that is going to cause the problem. So we had to sit down with the business and then show them what they need to do to get to the legacy into the new one, new model. And most importantly, the biggest piece is the change management. You know, I would I would emphasize the amount of effort you have to put it in the change management mm -hmm. because the people who you are talking while executing the defining the policies yes. and uh, processes only the execs are maybe a level one uh, minus level one and but these are not the people who would do day-to-day -day, use these systems day-to-day -day. there is uh, so many people on the field and csms and then you know rsds are there in your you know sales ops and then all of them they will start to use the system there is a gap there is going to be a gap and it's all about how do you manage their expectations, which they have been so accustomed to do the things in the, in the current way. And then all of a sudden moving them to do things in a new way. If we don't connect the dots, that would be a, a biggest uh, a, a, you know, problem or the impediment you get to where product can all of a sudden the effort you put in can go onto the shelf. Um, we were being very strategic on that. Uh, we have brought the people in and we have been trained them. We have shown them what it is. And then we also explain to them why it is. The reasons being our product portfolio is changing. So we had to go through a lot of training, you know, walk the walk, not the talk the talk along with we have, we ended up, you know, walking them literally showing what needs to be done to get to the other end. Um, you know, that was something is, is tremendous work. Uh, you know, I, if, if I were to say, if I would have been a decade ago and then playing the typical IT roles, Correct. we would have been failed. Now yes. that, as I said, I moved into a much more of a business technology, owning the business processes, to the extent yes. and the closely working with the business. We were anticipating this is happen, and then we were able to train the people and then you know take it to the other end. Um, again, uh, the, the another piece which I would say uh, for our uh, you know the listeners, mm -hmm. the history. You have to you know it's not. I mean, 
CPQ is in one part of it. Correct. Before prior to CPQ, you would be, you might be doing the sales. I mean, I'm not saying that you are not selling. You were selling through the traditional Salesforce uh, data assets, uh, whatever the objects and an opti and a quote or whatnot. Right. But right. now you are all of a sudden you are bringing this whole, uh, you know, configure to quote on uh, configure and price and quote of CPQ model. Your underlying data is not in the CPQ structure, so you have to take an around enormous effort to move that into a CPQ world, and that is not going to be easy job. Uh, you have to spend quite a bit of time to cleanse what you even captured. That may not even fit into the current uh, business models or a current sales motion. Um, so that's another piece. So watch out your history conversion and watch out your change management uh, and you will be you will be a winner that's 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 uh, lots of good insights uh, mm-hmm. i love the fact you stress upon change management i think uh, we've seen companies focus too much on the technology and the platform selection but i agree with you that you can have the best technology but if you don't have adoption it will fail yes uh, what about your 20 uh, 20 one initiative, I know uh, 2020 was very interesting from a COVID perspective. My guess is uh, sd one probably actually benefited uh, in a way, but like uh, where, what, what are some of the initi- in, uh, initiatives you see in 2021 as we kind of come out of this uh, pandemic and uh, how will your business uh, system I mean, enable those? So the couple of things I'm looking at, you know, um, you know, it's 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 interesting. Even during the 2020, right, as we started to do this whole CPQ implementation in our, you know, right in the middle of the pandemic, April is mm-hmm. when we went live on a phase one of you know logos, new logos. May is when we went in went live with the renewals and an amendments part of it, and then we continue to march through, making sure you know all the changes are in place, um, which is which is happening one side. Uh, but in parallel, we also did uh, revenue recognition. Uh, that oh, was wow. another project. We did it in the, in parallel too. So that was also released during the pandemic. So uh, to be honest, the, the first kickoff meeting happened to go and do the Revrec project the day, uh, two days before we said, no one will be working from home. <laughs> you know, the dimension, sorry, everybody will be everybody working from working home. From you know, home. Right, the decision right, was right. made. So right, we right. literally, everybody will be working from home, you know, kind of, you know, that was the decision made, you know, two days before. Uh, we were like, it's a huge project we were undertaking and you know, how do we do it? But again, you know, uh, I would I would command my team, um, the tenacity and then, uh, uh, you know, the, the excitement of making this uh, a reality uh, we were able to execute. So now the big chunk of the projects are out the door in terms of the CPQ and then now uh, RevRec. Uh, we are already started to work a few things. Uh, our goal is to continue to expand the CPQ capabilities into the new products we are releasing. That's always the case. We will continue to do so. Uh, mm-hmm. But we are also stepping on, and we are also just about initiated our sales tax for project. Uh, that is about a taxation of everything. Uh, mm-hmm. That's we just got started. I would say my focus will shift into two areas in 2021 where we are putting a stump in the ground is one is uh, I want to start looking much closer into ITGC, which is IT governance and controls, right. because now I have established the three big pillars and then with the integration tool, 
uh, of my business technologies, Salesforce and Zora, as well as the NetSuite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to have a controls around that system. What can be done? Who can change? What changed? And an auditability around that. So that's the one focus I am already started to work on that the team is getting rallied about, rallied about that uh, in a strategic direction or a vision. Uh, we are also going to start much deeper look into our business analytics. Right now, we have okay in analytics platform or you know just reports being built through whatever the manner. But I think the 2021, my goal is to uh, take the efforts what we have put in and the, the, the cleansing data, cleansing efforts we have done uh, to make the uh, business to go smooth. Now we want to take it up into a more of an analytics and then make the organization to be a more of metrics driven. And then that's my goal. And I run my team as a metrics driven. And certainly I would like to, even my leadership team is kind of the, you know going in the notion of the same. So we will get into that mode uh, is where I see uh, my efforts will be playing. That, that's, that's very interesting, Venkat. Uh, um, we're almost at the end of our uh, conversation. Um, uh, maybe let us switch gears on uh, uh, professional career advice. So someone starting their career in IT uh, who wants to probably become a head of business systems, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe it takes them 10, 15 years. Uh, what, what would you suggest? What should they be thinking? How should they approach their career? Uh, maybe uh, a Salesforce admin, maybe a uh, IT uh, BSA. Uh, w- what would you recommend them? I mean, you know, so um, it's a passion. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not about, you know, again, and I said, I started my career in the back, uh, back office, literally a DBA, Correct. and you know, I got here. Uh, it's about the passion. If you are really interested to solve the business problems and look at how you can get close to the business, you know, that's the most important thing you need to look at. It could be a Salesforce, doesn't matter, even a Salesforce developer, as long as you understand what the business is trying to do is what makes the difference. If you are a BA, you know, anyhow you're doing that, that's fine. The idea is not in one business segment. It is about knowing every business segment, uh, sales, marketing, mm-hmm. you know, business is all about sales, marketing, finance, and then, you know, the legal and then all of the aspects of the business. So HR is another part of it. Marketing is another. So knowing what, you know, makes, looks good or a successful in that uh, business function through the technology is what makes a difference. I mean, you know, if you can focus and understand uh, what are those levers you know, which needed for them to be successful. If you can fill in that gap, you will be there. Uh, But have a passion, understand, you know, just you you can't be an expert every overnight, Um, you know, to to that matter, you know, I I would say, now I I traveled this path and then, you know, understood all of these and then the area where I felt I'm not fully there is the security. Uh, mm-hmm. The security has been evolved quite a lot. And then I'm doing right, on, you know, right now myself on uh, gaining the knowledge into security, what the security is all about, you know, application security or cloud security or, you know, there's soccer, soccer, and there are different things out there. I'm trying to gain the knowledge. So that gives me a full perspective of not only development and then also what, what else is missing. You have to know what else is missing and then how do you gain that knowledge? Um, you know, be a constant learner. And, you know, uh, understand and you know, reach out to industry peers, learn what's going on and then be there. But you got to have the curiosity. Um, and, you know, if I know some of my peers who are focused in only one area, they have grown. Right. I'm not saying that they have not grown, but they were they were in that only. 
they would not be in a position to talk to the other business segment or a business leader. So be generic mm. uh, and, and understand the end-to-end. Uh, sometimes you may lose the depth, uh, but that's okay. Um, but have that, it's not that, you know, you cannot be, um, you know, you know, only the top level and then you don't know the bottom, then there's a problem. You need to be a master in some, but have the essence of other areas would help you. Um, it's just have a curiosity to be curious and, and learn and take up all the business projects. And you will be there. Got it. Got it. No, it's just is... a consciousness. It's just a consciousness. That's 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 really uh, good insights, uh, Venkat. Uh, and uh, I think, as you mentioned, right, be uh, generalist, focus on the business, have a passion. I think that that's uh, really insightful for anyone listening in. Uh, with that, uh, I would like to thank Venkat for his time. Uh, it's been a pleasure listening to him and learning about his journey in the enterprise world, his success at Arkaya, and also now um, what they are planning to do next year. Uh, Venkat, uh, if uh, our speakers um, and listeners want to uh, reach out to you, what's the best way that they can? Um, you know, there are many things. I, you know, knock on my LinkedIn. It's one of those things very common. Okay. I am an active on the LinkedIn, so knock on my LinkedIn. Um, and, and you know, I, I'm happy to respond back to you and in any way I can help you. It's not an issue. So with that, I would like to wrap up this podcast. Thank you all for tuning into Reimagine Enterprise Sales Systems. To listen to more exciting podcasts, please visit my website, pratikm.com or protikm.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, and other channels that you follow so that you'll never miss your show.